30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And a great big good morning to you all here at Rosie on the House. We're not in the studio this morning, but we are taking your calls if you'd like to ring in and ask us any question you have about your house, home, castle, or cabin, about any particular project, uh, home improvement, uh, catching up on deferred maintenance, just give us a ring. It's a toll-free number, one 767 We're broadcasting live from Sanderson Ford. We actually have a listener, Anne, who has just shown up, and she was listening earlier. We're asking everybody, bring flats of water. So she's walking in the door now with three flats of water. Anne, thank you for coming down. We appreciate it very much. We're doing the Water Drive Water Collection Annual Event at Sanderson Ford, and uh, this is all to benefit uh, Salvation Army. It'll all get distributed in critical locations throughout the valley for those in need of fresh water refreshment through the course of this hot Arizona upcoming summer. You know, we are almost, look look at this, baby. It is like May, what, 18th? Am I right? Nineteenth. <laughs> I mean, we're like 30 days away from the summer solstice. We're 30 days away from the longest day of the year. It's going to be cold and wintry before you know it. I wouldn't You're say not cold buying that. wintry. <laughs> My definition of cold winter, I still haven't seen that hit the desert floor. Well, we didn't see it this year, did we? No. That, that's for sure. Well, we invite you all to come out and join us here at Rosie on the House. Our topic is garages, again, as we're wrapping up the month of May. Uh, we had garages as our topic the entire month. And Anne specifically had shown up here this morning to see, okay, Rosie, how can you cool your garage, which was the topic a couple weeks ago. And there's several options that we discussed on cooling your garage. Your garage doesn't have to be 110, 120, or 130 degrees, even if you have a steel overhead garage door that faces due west. You can take the heat out of that garage, and we have two perfect examples. Romy took the time to set up two of the Phoenix Manufacturing portable roll-around evaporative coolers. One's the shop blaster. So this shop blaster, it's an evap cooler, five wheels, easy to roll around. I moved that after it was filled with water. It actually was pretty smart instead of just a big open reservoir of water. There's two dividers in it to keep the water from sloshing while you roll it and uh your your garage is going to be a lot smoother than this exposed aggregate finish that's out on sanderson ford's lot so where it's going to come into effect is if you roll it over that expansion joint well you can do that and it has a toolbox built in on top with a stereo system now somebody said tooth Stereo. Somebody system. said, why aren't you broadcasting your program on it? Ah. So you could. But the d- difference is if it's on Bluetooth and it's coming from a cell phone, that means it's coming from the KTAR app or TuneIn or iHeart uh, app, any one of our radio affiliates. The app, what you're hearing there, is slightly delayed from what you're hearing here. So you'd have the PA in real time. We'd and be, then the app five seconds later coming out there, and it would just be a very 
difficult listening experience. The so. big echo effect. The big echo effect. But it's a it's a vat cooler roll around portable with a toolbox and a stereo system called the Shop Blaster. Right next to it is the one I like. It's called the Patio Pal, and you have a ice chest in the top. The melting ice <laughs> that's keeping your cold drinks cold actually the drops into the water reservoir, chilling the water that then and- gives an increased chilling effect to the evap cool medium as the air comes across the top of it. And yeah, that's that's a pretty that that part of it is I love it. Um I even threw a bag that, of ice in the water reservoir. That's what I was going to say. You <laughs> The the dripping water, if you leave it open like it is right now, and the reason we have it open is because we've got water bottles there for anybody that would like a glass of water while you're here, uh, help yourself to uh, cold water out of the patio pal. If it's open like that and you've got ice, a lot of ice melting, but if the lids close and the ice, the slow rate of dripping ice isn't the cooling effect. You've got to throw it in the reservoir like you were saying so on the topic of garages we're broadcasting from sanderson ford the segue is it matters what you're going to park in your garage that's right <laughs> and i mean i'm telling you look look at that ruby red 5.0 gt mustang parked right out the side ay that's got jennifer's name written all over it oh it does awesome hey i uh, wanted to just clarify someone was concerned that we thought this was memorial day but the point is you can come today you don't have to wait for memorial day for a sale they have a 63rd uh, anniversary sale and they're closed memorial Day. they're closed so you have to come this weekend so you don't have to wait and you can yeah yeah so but one of our listeners they thought you were confused well i am (laughs) i live that but not but not (laughs) that's that's why i've got you and roman (laughs) between the three of us yeah Yeah. i get it always closed on sunday and they're closed on memorial day so the memorial day savings are happening now at Sanderson Ford, and I keep, uh, I keep saying I'm going to get a Ranger, when my truck hits three hundred thousand miles or a three thousand dollar repair part. That's my tipping point of. That's your F one fifty when it gets yeah, to that point. Three hundred thousand miles, or and not that it would isn't good going to a lot longer than that, but I put so many miles on the road at that rate. Well, it's a small farm truck then, and I need something for my 200, 300-mile trips around the state for different broadcasts. So it it retires from the the travel truck to the farm truck. And a ranger's going to give me better gas mileage. I'm still going to have a bed, so if I need to bring home sack feeds or something, I've got that. Well, I walk past these F-150s, I'm like, I... I don't know if I could ever not be in an F-150. Well, let me... Okay. Well, I will give you one little tip. Reading car and driver the other day. And we are a home improvement show. We do have callers on home. We'll get to that. But I've again, we're talking garages. We're at Santa Sephora Co. We're distracted. I've been in an 85 they're making, F-150. They're making a Ranger Raptor available in the European market. Why don't we just go to France, get you a, a Ranger Raptor, and bring it back? I've been in an 04 F-150, and now my 08 F-150. I... I don't know if I could ever not be in an F-150, <laughs> hey, let's even see if, if it's a Raptor Ranger. Let's, let's see if we can get some callers real quick uh, here at Rosie on the House. We are a call-in home improvement show to help you solve your home improvement projects. Let's go to Chuck first, who was really smart and called in at the top of the hour, even before the show started, so he could get on first. Good morning, Chuck. Morning. What you working hey, on, my friend? Uh, I want to remove a, it's kind of a pony wall, uh, my roof. 
beams, uh, joists run north and south, the wall runs north and south, and all it is is a uh, wall in between the living room and the uh, kitchen. It's got a great big opening in it. But uh, I've called the city a surprise trying to get an engineering drawing on this. They don't have them anymore. This is a Ryland home out in Surprise. Okay. What what vintage home is it, Chuck? When was it built? About uh, 2000. Okay. And can you tell me from the back of the house to the front of the house, how wide is the house? Ooh. uh, I can do a quick measurement. Yeah, do a quick measurement. Grab did, you a tape. The, did you see the silver Mustang? I Next. forgot about my 06 F-152. I had an 04, an 06, and then an 8. That 06 was a candy apple red. That was a good no, truck. No, that was the white STX with the four-wheel drive. That oh. one is is the one I, I wish I still had. Okay. I, that, that four-wheel drive STX is perfect for me. Well, Chuck, Chuck is pulling a measurement here. Given that the house was built in 2000, I'm going to say with about 90% certainty, if that wall, par- uh, let's see that. Does, it, does it parallel the front and the back of the house? Yeah, it's parallel to the front and the back, and I'm at 25 right here. Built in 2000. It's about, uh, it's about 40 foot. Yeah, okay. Built in 2000. I'm going to tell you that with about 90% certainty, that is a non-load-bearing wall. You you are trussed. You're not conventional-framed. You're just going to need to sketch that truss as best you can and get it to a structural engineer and just verify that it is a clear span non-support. And they're not depending on that center wall to be a partial support for the 40-foot span. And you could have a structural engineer uh, verify that for pennies. All they need to do is look at it, verify a couple things, and check on it. But with absolute certainty, Chuck, that is the best way for you to check. Appreciate the call. Uh, what about uh, going up and taking a picture above it, the, the beams up there, and then just showing them? You could, do, you could do that as well, as long as you would include the measurements for them. Okay. Thanks, Chuck. With that said, and let's go down to Tucson. You, you'll know for certain when you knock it down if the roof <laughs> well, you doesn't won't. fall you down. Won't. Yeah, you won't. Sometimes that takes a little while. Uh, let's reach down to Susan in, in Tucson, our southern Arizona Rosie on the House rep. She's We're broadcasting live. live. We're live at Sanderson. She's broadcasting live from grand opening of Omni Pools, our Rosie certified pool builder in Pima County. Good morning, guys. Hey, How good morning. You? Good. <laughs> Good. Yes, I am over at Omni Pools for their grand opening of their brand new showroom. Uh, we're on Oracle Road, um, so you may hear those the soothing, soothing sounds. Of beautiful Oracle Road. So on Oracle on the west side, just north of Prince, and that are doing their grand opening. We're having a grand opening from ten o'clock to four o'clock today, and free hot dogs and burgers. So here's a girl who can't say no to free food. Uh, we got music and jumping castle for the kids or I guess adults who like to be kids, uh, they're having a huge garden leisure hot tub truck sale and $500 off all spas. And they're going to do free giveaways from 11, or at 11.30, 1.30 and 3.30. And you must be present to win really great prizes like a variable speed pump, a pool cleaner, and an I-Core 30 salt chlorine generator. So those are some pretty big deal prizes. Um, Omni Pools is actually our only Southern Arizona pool builder in the network. So 
definitely stop by, say hi to everybody, get some free food, some great deals, and stop by the Rosie Tent, see me, and get your home maintenance calendar. Fantastic. Folks, I can't encourage you enough that now is the time to get out to Sanderson Ford on 51st Avenue in Glendale as the mo- as America's most awarded dealership for customer service. Check out their Google reviews. It's no nonsense. It's no pressure. It's no hassle. It, it's, it's just the way a car buying experience should be. And even if you're in Tucson, you could be here by 11 before the broadcast. That's right. Be on your way out the door by 1130 and then go stop and see Susan for a late lunch around 132 o'clock. In your new Sanderson Ford. Come down and check out the low prices and big discounts. If you qualify for all the available incentives on a new F-150 truck, you can save up to $15,000. Now, through Memorial Day, Ford has doubled the additional $500 discount to 1000 for all current military, veterans, and first responders. They now get an additional $1,000 off all new Fords. You've got to get to the biggest sale ever at the biggest Ford dealership in Arizona. Sanderson Ford's the place. Arizona Homeowner Happy Place, Rosie on the House, where you can call in. We'll do our best to put our building and remodeling experience to work for you to solve your problems, dilemmas, and anxieties. Let's go to Stephen, who's been on hold. He dialed one 767 4348 That's 1-888-ROSIE for you. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. What you working uh, on this so morning, my friend? House- I have a house that uh, when I get temperature changes, like when the AC is on and it's real hot outside, or when it's cold and I turn the heater on, it gets uh, loud popping sounds. Yeah. So I was wondering the best way to alleviate that. I was thinking of having uh, the insulation taken out and putting uh, foam insulation into the the bottom part of the attic. Well, that would help, Uh, but I, I can't guarantee you that that will stop it. Stephen, what we have found in our research on this is as your roof system goes through the thermally motivated expansion and contraction, what that popping noise is in our experience most of the time is the roof decking material has been placed too tight. It should be spaced with about the width of a 16-penny sinker nail in between. And if it's tight, okay. if it's tight, and, and we're supposed to gap it, that's to code. But if it's tight, and it could be, you know, if your house is 2,000 square feet, it could be dozens of sheets of material. It just needs to be one joint that's up too tight against the other joint. And the edges of that plywood... That roof sheathing material is what's making the popping noise. Foaming it will help if it reduces the amount of thermally caused shrinking and contraction that that particular roof is going through and give it just a little bit more stability. So, Okay. I hear it, it mostly when I'm in the inside of the house, but when I go into yeah. the attic and try to listen for it, then I won't hear anything. How peculiar. You're not seeing any drywall pops on the ceiling or up on the high walls, up where the walls are meeting the ceiling or any place like that, right? Right. Okay. 
The only other thing that we have done once or twice and it worked is we just double-checked all the hurricane straps on the ceiling joist to make sure they were secure and that the ceiling joist was, in fact, toenailed to the top plate and not moving independent from each other. But it, it is a tough, tough, tough situation to solve and I, I know it could be annoying. I, I've heard it where it actually sounds like a, you know, a, a, a glass bottle jar dropping on a concrete floor. But there just isn't a lot you can do with it without doing a lot of research. Or at the point you're re-roofing the house, then that gives us an opportunity to cut a saw curve in between all those sheets of plywood that may be stacked too tight. And then that generally eliminates all of the problem. I wish I had a better answer for you and give you something more definitive but those are really hard to track down i'd be curious if spray and foam in a cathedral style insulation system would help if i were you i would call the rosie certified banker insulation and visit with them about what their experience is in having their foam system silence the popping thermally dancing attic noise that you're currently experiencing We've got Stuart on hold. We have time to take him, and that opens the line for you at one triple eight Rosie for you R O S I E the number four and the letter U. Good morning, Stuart. Good morning. How can we help you, sir? So I have a new house that's being built down in the South Phoenix area, and it's in the plumbing stage right now. And I have a dedicated line going from the main water valve to the kitchen. That is hard water because I have a reverse osmosis system. I've also paid for and had installed a uh, soft water uh, loop, but I'm being told that the kitchen faucet cold line will not be on the soft water loop, but I have soft water cold and hot in every other faucet in the entire house. I'm being told that's a standard, and I feel like I'm getting a runaround, and I'm just seeking some advice. Well... Generally, we'll run the softened water to the kitchen sink and give you a drinking spout with a RO system underneath your kitchen sink. Which he has the RO, so that doesn't make sense right. why you wouldn't soften right. the cold. Right. So I don't know. I'm not familiar with that, but i tell you what we'll do. Stuart, if you'll hang on a minute. Uh, Miss Julia is in studio screening. We'll reach out to one of our four water treatment experts across the state of Arizona and see if we can't get a lifeline for a specific as to what they're doing now. I'm not building any new homes. I might be building new homes at Happy Jack soon, but uh, we do remodeling, and that isn't a code that they've asked us to start doing yet. Let me see if it applies to new homes. Hang on, Stu. We'll reach out to our Rosie on the House lifeline. Yeah, and with that cold water, if you've got a stainless steel coffee maker, you use the RO to fill up that uh, you or, or is it that you wouldn't use the and RO and that's why they keep the cold water? There's something with stainless steel coffee makers that is jogging my memory, but it's yeah, the RO is a little bit too acidic and hard on it, so yeah, uh, maybe that's I, I'd it, still soften the whole thing, yeah, right, right. And why yeah. <laughs> I don't know all that effort to go uh, get I, good soft water through your pipes and then you sacrifice the one. Unit you use the most, your kitchen sink? Stuart, we'll reach out to somebody with no, more knowledge of the actual new updated building codes and see if that's a new requirement. We're here at Rosie on the House, one 767 Join the conversation.
bringing it back to Rosie on the house. For all you Arizona homeowners that might have a project you're trying to tackle right now, Chuck, in surprise this morning, wanted to know if a particular situation was load-bearing. Can I remove a wall and open up the house a little bit? Uh, Stuart called a little bit later with a water question that I wasn't sure I could answer, so we're currently reaching out to our Lifeline water treatment experts to try and get his question answered. Let's see if we can go to Stephen right now. We've got callers loading up. The number is one 767-4348. Stephen, good morning. I think Peggy. That was a Stephen from earlier. Stephen is seating. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I perfectly apologize. Peggy wants to talk about some outside faucet. Hello? Good morning. Hello, Peggy. Another plumbing question. Good morning. Yes. I have an outside faucet, and periodically it will turn on by itself. Um, for no, about the same time in the morning, about 5.15, I had a plumber come out, and he put a new, uh, a new faucet on it, and I had my PSI checked, and it came on again the other day. In 40 years, 30 years of broadcasting, I've never, ever heard of this. <laughs> it, it's not an electric automatic valve this is a hose bib that you have to turn on with your hands correct to get the water to come out and correct and when i went online they said there are some things that are called ghost faucets they can happen on the inside of the house with the bathrooms and showers or the kitchen or whatever i happen to have the one that's outside i am perfectly totally and completely stumped so yeah, when that was the plumber that I had out here, he thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do too, but I'm not going to say that on air. Where, where are you, Peggy? I'm in Peoria. Okay. Now listen, when I'm totally, completely, and, and embarrassingly stumped, I like to come see the situation myself, so <laughs> that I can solve it and then add it to my database to cut down and eliminate the number of times this happens to me live on air in the future. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay, Becky. So we're (laughs) going to have our call screener, Julia, who's in the studio this morning, pick you back up and get your phone number, and uh, I'll give you a call next week and schedule time. I can come out and and take a look at it, and then – then we're just going to have to diagnose what in the world could possibly be causing that. I have no <laughs> clue. Do you? You know, um, I, I was kind of listening out of the side of one ear because oh. I'm trying to get our lifeline for our water treatment oh, okay. specialist here. Uh, up, so I, I didn't hear all of it other than there's a, a ghost in the hose water line. Bib. Hose bib. Exterior. No chance it's a person? Yes. That's my my number one suspicion. I don't know who would be doing it. Put a little camera out there, maybe? Yeah. Maybe that is exactly what we'll do. I don't know. So, I don't know. We're we're checking, Peg. I'll be at your house. We'll take a look at it. The topic is garages. We're broadcasting live from Sanderson Ford. We're talking about, uh, it seems like cooling is like one of the number one questions that comes up. How am I going to cool my garage? 
we actually here at Sanderson have two coolers set up and operating right outside the door of the showroom, so you can actually experience I, it yourself. It's a shop blaster, a vap cooler with a tool, roll around toolbox. Which or, needs water. I walked in front of it a minute ago, and I can tell you need to that a little it? bit more. I didn't, okay. I didn't put it up on the hose. All right. Oh, you like the Thorm Armor, armor Hex gloves? <laughs> One of the shop technicians. That's a, a puncture-proof glove for cactus gardeners. And then we've got the patio. Or someone trimming this country. Cooler. That's an ice chest in the top of that cooler in the bottom. It's a roll-around unit. It's a great way to cool the garage. Now, once you've got the garage cooled, you can start looking at how now can I organize this room so it can truly become a more functional, all-around overflow room for the entire house. The very next thing you want to do, once you make the room comfortable, is you're going to want to make it clean and organized. And I don't know if you've Googled uh, garage storage systems recently, but they have some very clever ways that they have started hanging different appliances and different fixtures and different recreational toys in your garage. There's also a rack that I love. I'm wondering where to keep all those banker boxes of documents and archived information and tax returns. They make a rack that actually drops from the garage ceiling that sits above the garage door, space you can't use for anything else. So as the garage door operates freely, up and down, up and down, that space between the garage rack, the garage door track, and the garage door ceiling, they can actually hang shelving there. It is absolutely the perfect place to put those banker box storage documents label them put them back to back you can actually have four big rows of them the length of the garage door track and keep years of information archives up there now i would tell you that's a safe place to keep it don't keep that kind of cardboard and stuff on the floor the storage of cardboard in the garage is a what we call conditions conducive for termite infestation termites absolutely love cardboard and cellulose so get them up off the ground get them up with no storage shelving systems uh, we have believe it or not a canoe hanging from the ceiling of our garage and uh, i use it to store some of my hunting equipment that i don't use very often and fishing equipment that doesn't use very often it's a great little receptacle and it's very very uh, the genre is very easy for me to remember. <laughs> Where did I put those decoys? Where did I put those fishing boats? Oh, yeah, they're in the canoe. So you get a ladder, climb up, there it is. Everything's kept right there in the canoe. That's been a really cool storage facility. And then everybody always asks questions about it because it's really a piece of artwork made from wood by the uh, prisoners in the Angola prison at Louisiana. So got to have something to do. It's got, <laughs> it's got, a, it's got a story behind it, too. So... We want and then you, you can tell them it's really not a canoe, it's a P-Rogue. It's a P-Rogue. We want you to consider taking a look at that garage and consider using it as that extra overflow room. If it's cool, if it's organized, if it's clean, if everything's off the floor, anytime you ever want to use it as that overflow room, you just back the cars out, close the overhead garage door, and boom, you've got approximately 400 square feet of open floor space to use any way you want. Ping pong, 
Roma used to like to use it for the wrestling team would come over and we'd have wrestling matches uh, during the day. and Then you'd have poker night on Friday nights with the guys. <laughs> Let's, we've got more callers. Let's go ahead and get to them. Have we had any luck finding somebody on the lifeline yet? Well, let's get him. Let's bring the lifeline in. Okay. Who is our lifeline? Dave Christman. Should be Dave Christman. Ah, Dave is here. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Hey, Dave. I've got a... I've got Can a help you? Hey, buddy. Uh, you're on air, and we've got a caller who's having a new home built, and the builder ran a designated cold water line to the kitchen sink telling him that line will never be softened. It's outside the water softer loop. Is that a new code requirement? No, it's not a new code requirement, but it's done quite often. Uh, it used to be done almost all the time, but some builders have now gone to where they put the treated line there You know, because, quite frankly, about the only reason they really do it, Rosie, is they believe you should be able to get hard water from somewhere in the house. And, you know, the kitchen sink is kind of convenient. Okay. Um, you know, with all the mineral salts and everything we have in our valley water, it's not so tasty to drink, you know, if you have a treated system and that one's excluded. But that's the way they do it. Uh, oh. And very often they do the, the water line to the refrigerator the same way when they do that. Okay. Very good. Well, Dave of now, Eco Water, I appreciate you, you saying that. that's the way us. they do that. A percentage he, of them. Mm-hmm. If he wanted it softened, he could get it softened to the kitchen sink. If he... Well, you could. Uh, that would generally involve opening up. If it's just, Now, this is before they've finished the plumbing, you know, yeah. close up the wall. Yeah, this is a new bill. All the lines are right there. Uh, they kind of are stubborn and want to throw back resistance on it because they don't want to do a change. But, yeah, it can physically be changed. And it could physically be changed after. Uh, if it's coming from there. Now, if they did it at the main and just took a leg off and ran the hard water loop, if you will, from there, all your outside faucets and the kitchen, that would be difficult. But that's an extremely low percentage of the time they do that. All right. Gary, do we still have Stuart online? Can we bring Stuart up to visit with Dave and make sure we've got all of Stuart's questions answered? Unfortunately, no, we don't. Okay, so hopefully Stuart was listening. We were stumped with a question about water treatment and a line to the kitchen sink. We reached out to one of our statewide Arizona Rosie certified water treatment specialists, Mr. Dave Crisman from EcoWater. Dave, thanks a million for letting us interrupt your uh, Saturday. You weren't like on a European cruise or something, were you? No, 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 no. Just cruising on the Phoenix streets. <laughs> All right. Dave, thanks a million. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye now. All right. With other callers still on hold, let's see if we can get to, shall we go to Keith? That opens the line for you at one 767 Good morning, Keith. Good morning, Rosie. Hey, I have a question regarding uh, flooring. I bought the uh, laminate flooring from Costco, ordered the uh, bullnose uh, strips uh, to do the stairs with, and they say to glue the bullnose strip to one of the planks right. uh, and then, uh, you know, put it down and, and attach it. And I've you know done woodworking, and I like Gorilla Glue. Uh, is there any reason I can, you know, I, I, I think Gorilla Glue would hold better. But 
do you have any advice on adhering that bullnose strip to the plank on the front of a stairer? Well, I'm I'm like you, Keith. I use a lot of Gorilla Glue, but if the manufacturer's instructions say liquid nail, I'm oh. I'm, th- I'm I'm thinking I st- if I want to protect the warranty, I think I'm using what they have in the written instructions. Uh, you brought up that that's you know valid point. Uh, the warranty is probably everything. So if I violate it by using the wrong glue, then I'm, I'm out, out. So yes. Okay. That's what I needed to hear. All right. How big a project have you got going here? Oh, uh, we bought six. Oh, uh, it's uh, 800 square feet. All right. Where are you running it? Up the stairs, obviously. I run it up the stairs. Uh, then I'm doing, uh, there's just a small hallway uh, upstairs between uh, the three bedrooms, and we're doing all three bedrooms. And you're doing all the bedrooms, getting rid of all the carpet. Uh, when you have dogs, you get tired of fighting the dog fur. You know? I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm, I'm with you. I really am. And the best gift ever for my wife was one of those little Roombas. Yes. To, to, to runs around on the floor, sucks up all that dog hair. Uh, I, 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 how, I, I would almost, yeah, it's amazing. I, how, I, I, yeah. How, with dogs, how often do you have to clean that out? Every uh, night when you get home? Uh, I have a Labrador uh, that she sheds like crazy. So every time it runs, yes, we empty the little uh, little basket out. Uh, and it, it's, it's full, but she's, you know, a, a, a white lab and, you know, it's, it's like a snowstorm and we, yeah, we were sweeping dust to, you know, swiftering the floor every day just to stay behind her. But now with the Roomba, you just press the button now, and away it goes. Now you aren't afraid that that camera on the front of that is projecting the little limp balls and gum wrappers underneath your couch to like the whole universe? I, uh, you're welcome to it if it means I don't have to clean up dog hair. <laughs> right. All right, my friend. Thank you for Thank calling. You. Good luck with the laminate flooring project. We're going to take a quick break and come back to callers at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. And here at Roselle House this morning, we're doing what we can to help Chuck. Take away the non-load-bearing wall between his kitchen and his living room. Steven, with his popping attic, absolutely drives people nuts when the house starts doing that. Stuart had to actually reach out to our water expert, Dave Crisman, one of our water experts, Dave Crisman at EcoWater here in Maricopa County, uh, addressing a new build situation. We actually have a caller from Tucson who has some additional information on that as well. Let's bring Al into the conversation. Good morning, Al. Hey, Rosie. Hey, what's what's your uh, in, what's your input on that? Well, you know, I haven't been in the business for twenty five years, as long as I have. The reason why these builders went, and I've talked to some of the most respected builders, developers down here in my business, and this is what they tell me: it wasn't so much because you were drinking; uh, they wanted to do it where you have the hard water into the coal line of the, of the uh, kitchen sink. They did that because of long term liability. Remember the all the all the uh, all the disputes and all the questions. I'm drinking soft water. I'm drinking sodium-based soft water. I'm drinking potassium-based soft water, etc. It wasn't so much that there was this phobia, but more so, uh, attorneys had in the in, in 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 the beginning of these type of systems going into houses, 
attorneys were consulting and telling, advising the builders and their clients to to feed hard water into the kitchen coal for long-term liability, heart problems, hypertension, etc. Having said that, remember, if you're building a brand new house, in most cases, the builder takes it upon himself to give you hard water in the kitchen coal and in the refrigerator. But if you tell and ask the builder, the designer, and or your salesperson that you want soft water in that kitchen coal, they will do that, and they will just have you sign a disclaimer that it was your choice and not theirs. Very good. So one step, let's go one step farther. Let's say that the house is complete. If you take a look underneath the sink, and if there's five shutoffs, if there's five shutoffs underneath the sink, one is for hard water, the other one is for soft water. One is for the uh, for the for the independent feeding to the into the refrigerator, one for your coal line, and one for your hot line. If you have the extra fifth, uh, if you have the five shutoffs, you can flip it from hard to soft and you don't have to do anything with the plumbing in the uh, uh, in the garage. Fantastic. Well, Al, we appreciate you putting your experience to work in the Arizona water treatment industry for the last 25 years to work for all of our listeners at Rosie on the House. I did not know that. I'm adding that to my database. The fifth of five valves. Yep. I, I got that designated in memory. I, have, I haven't seen that. But apparently they're using it, and apparently this is a legally driven situation. So we appreciate that. That's how we work here at Rosie on the House as we reach out to our experts across the state. And if I'm stumped, we do exactly what I would do if during the week I was stumped. I would just call one of my experts and say, hey, you know, this is what we're being asked. This is what we're looking into. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know who I'm going to have go look at Peggy's ghost hose bib. But I guess I'll have to start just go look at that myself. Maybe I'll get Thunderbird Joe from Thunderbird Plumbing out there to meet me in Peoria. We'll take a look at it. So I'll be very curious to see what we got going on there. I do want to state that we're getting some comments here with people hearing about our company possibly going up to Happy Jack and trying to help people. One of the things we're doing with my good friend Tom Riley from Prescott is as those of you that suffer damage in the tender fire are addressing and meeting with your insurance companies, and most of the people I met with yesterday are having very good interactions with their insurance companies at this point. The insurance companies are being proactive. The adjusters were there on site. As you get those estimates back for replacement of the home and you'd like maybe a second opinion on what it's going to take to get your home rebuilt. Well, that's where we can come in, and I think we can help you quite a bit. So if you're up there, you're one of the victims. It's Tom Riley at Renovations. It's Rosie at Rosie Wright Remodeling in Scottsdale. And people ask me all the time, well, Rosie, if you're going up there, are you still going to be doing work in town? And, yes, Rosie Remodeling is going to continue doing kitchens and baths and room additions right here in the Valley of the Sun, just like we have for 40 years.